0: guys I'm Imelda and I'm Katie and welcome to our brand new podcast the other Other side of fear hey guys welcome back to our podcast the other side of fear today you have myself Katie and Jennifer who I'm so excited to introduce so you might know her from Instagram as thewellbeingwarrior.ie but I'm actually going to leave Jennifer introduce herself so Jennifer welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me girls great to be here It's literally so, so happy to have you on. If you actually want to kick off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do, because I know our audience is going to absolutely fall in love with you and everything that you do. So it'd be great to have an introduction there. Okay. So my name is Jennifer
1: Davey and my business is Wellbeing Warrior. I'm a life coach with neuroscience. I work exclusively with women. I'm a mother of two. I'm married. I'm a former secondary school teacher. I do a career break two plus years ago from that. And I actually just resigned from that earlier this year as well. So onwards and upwards. Let me see. I suppose really I work with women who are really, really busy, whether they're in careers with other businesses or they're working for their, you know, working for themselves. And they're real go-getters and they like to keep active. Um, and they've got kids a lot of the time or grandkids. So they're very involved in family. So their time is tight, like they're burning out and they suffer from guilt and they suffer from a lack of confidence and indecisiveness. And this is like a major block because when you don't have confidence, it's very difficult to make the little decisions, never mind big ones. And they're just some of the things. But I suppose some of the biggest things that I'm really, really seeing in my sessions at the moment is creating boundaries from the get go. But then, of course, I have people who are trying to create boundaries, but the family systems that they're in are just not happy with it so they're being challenged and triggered in a brand new way and it's unearthing a lot of those um old self-limiting beliefs that they thought were gone but when triggered by a family member they realized they're not fully gone um and they realized that that time they spent in counseling was good at the time but it didn't actually give them what they needed in that they're still holding on to those beliefs and then they come to me really.
2: And I think those beliefs can hold you back from everything then, really, can't they? Like I know from our own experience as well, like as people starting businesses in our twenties, you don't even realize the amount of shit like that you have that comes to the surface when you start a business.
1: The whole personal journey in itself, isn't it? It's like, oh my God. Absolutely. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like, like I know when I became a mother for the first time. Nobody prepared me for the fact that when I had Oliver, all the shit from my childhood, like set primary school, the little bitches on the street who used to leave me out of their sleepovers and all those little things that happened, everything from my childhood just came flooding back. And I remember thinking like, what kind of twisted narrative has the universe thrown me here? Like this is the last thing I have time to be dealing with. I have a new baby and I was struggling like with postpartum depression anyway. But it brought it all to the surface, right? I was like, Jesus, what? Like, I do not have time for this. But it's just like that with business as well. It's like any of those little cracks within you that you've pasted over, basically. All those insecurities, all those... Um, struggles you have making decisions about certain things and I say certain things because you might be really organized with like your know your nutrition and your lifestyle stuff but when it comes to like your accountants and your bills and your email management and you know the things that you need to do when you're in business that overwhelms you so you automatically just procrastinate the daylights out of it do you know what I mean so it's like any parts of you any flaws you have come shining to the surface when you start in business do you know what I mean which is really unfair but I think is the reality of it I think that's what we always need to be working on ourselves like we all need a life coach even when you're well don't wait till you're completely burnt out you need that accountability and that support do you know what I mean
0: that was amazing because everything that you're saying I was like you are so right and I feel like as women and younger women we nearly put that pressure on ourselves and you are so sorry I always tell my friends my clients I'm like you need a life coach or you need a therapist. I'm like, even if you're okay, someone having the understanding of what you are going through and just being able to say it and then to them. Love, (laughs) love, love what you just said there. And as business owners, how do you actually think we can like implement those boundaries or have that support? Okay. So let's say
1: somebody is very, very new in business, right? Like they're a VA or social media manager or... Anything, anyone, I mean, a hairstylist, anyone, right? I think the very first step would be to really just ask yourself, what does a boundary actually look like for me? Don't follow you know, some influencer who's talking about boundaries and they're saying, this is what my boundary looks like. No, don't do that. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody is different. Like some people like oat milk. Some people wouldn't go near it. Do you know what I mean? Everybody is different and you have to taste different things and try different things and test things out. So ask yourself, what does the boundary look like for me? Because what I might tolerate, Katie, you might never tolerate. Do you know what I mean? And vice versa. And what you think is totally acceptable, Imelda, I might go, that's total bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Because I have my own personality and my own life experience and my own tolerations. And I suppose the other thing as well is like, because there might be, because of the experiences I might have in life, per- opposed to you, Amelda, right? You might, there might be personality traits that will always trigger me because of something I experienced in secondary school, for example, right? Yeah. That might even, You might even clap that, you know what I mean? You, that might even be a thing for you, but that could be a thing for me. So if I'm about to start like working with a new client and there's something in them that's triggering me. If I don't know what that is, then I'm going to take them on and start working with them. And it's going to become a very stressful thing because that personality they have is just not something that I need to be working with. But for months, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why i am so stressed? But in actual fact, when you look at it and you kind of go, well, that person represents somebody from my past and they remind me of that. Do you know what I mean? So by looking at what a boundary looks like for you, you'll start naturally thinking about the kinds of people you like to be around and who you don't like to be around. The kinds of personalities and the kind of um relationship qualities that are, are absolutely vital to you, but also things that are a complete deal breaker.
2: You know, everyone has their own definition of what boundaries are. And that's actually really important because you'll often see people saying, oh, you need to this, you need to that. But for example, like for me, like my boundaries is that I won't answer my notifications after 7 o'clock whereas for someone else that would be 5 o'clock or for someone else that could be 8 o'clock you know but that works well for me like yourself Meldy you work certain times that I would be like I'd never work those times but that works well for you and I think that's important to remember as a new business owner as well that like you need to go what feels good for you but stand your ground with those Mm -hmm. things leading on to that I suppose it's like how could you how would you say to someone who's probably new in business or wants to start a business How would you think would be the best way to go about pursuing their business goals and taking care of their well-being without feeling guilty? So, for example, they know that, okay, you know, I need to do X amount of work, but I also know that I need to because I think when you start a
0: business, you can get quite caught up in it and kind of let those I think that's something we have actually struggled with ourselves as well, Katie, especially when we first start because we want to go hell for leather and we nearly want it now is the thing. So then we nearly leave, like what you were saying, Jen, our boundaries start to drop and then we don't hold them anymore and then it's nearly coming into a problem there. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of
1: a couple of components there I'd love to touch on, right? So Amanda, what you just said there a moment about that lack of patience, right? And that hell for leather. Because there's a fine line between kind of being driven by, by excitement and being led by scarcity, right? So, like, you can be really excited about stuff. Like, I would even have, like, say, a week in my cycle that I'm really social. And I'm like, everyone, and then another week where I'm like, get out of my face. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's just the hormonal cycle. And, and that's grand. But it's like on those weeks when I'm social, I'll record loads and I'll, you know, I'll pre-record loads of stuff and all that kind of thing. And i will be, you know, I could be on my stories loads. But and that's so that's an excitement. That's a buzz. But say, for example, if I pushed myself to be that way on the week that I'm not feeling social. And I and I was saying things to myself like I have to show up on my stories because I know there's a couple of people watching that are on the line between booking and maybe if I show up on my stories or I post another carousel or I send out another email or I do and I even though I don't feel like talking, if I do those things, then that will book me more work and that scarcity mindset, which is not a good place to be in. Because what happens is you're ignoring your intuition. You're not listening to your body. And that never ends well. Because what happens is, I think the energy you give out, people will pick up anyway. And then when people don't book in with you, even though you've showed up in your stories extra more than you wanted, you end up being frustrated with yourself. Because you're like, feck it. Why did I do that? I'm enough as I am. You know, I don't need to be chasing my tail. So what ends up happening then is you're actually fueling those self-limiting beliefs that I'm just not enough. So Katie, you asked a question there a moment ago about someone who's new in business and their business goals and their well-being, right? If I'm being completely honest, I have a bit of an ick with that word goals. When somebody says goals to me, it's very like somebody who's like a man wearing a suit giving a corporate talk at the top of an office and I'm immediately like I'm gone there's something about that word and you know what that's probably partly my own issue I need to look at that but there's just something about that word goals that's a bit boring a bit dull it lacks imagination I don't quite know what it is but when I see coaches talking about goals I just feel a bit ick about it because I just think it's too it's like the magnolia of words do you know what I mean Like there's no personality, okay? Kind of veering into, because of the wellness industry, it's kind of veering into a pressure word. It's kind of in that arena of should. Because if you're new in business, if you don't know clearly what your goals are, does that mean you're already failing them? Do you know what I mean? To just know that you want to set up a business is enough at the start. It's okay to not have all your goals. Do you know what I mean? You need to see what you like. You need to, you need to make a lot of mistakes. You need to learn new things. And then maybe evaluate. And kind of say, well, okay. If you want to goals, call them goals. But like, I just feel. So that's how I feel about that word. That's just the honest truth, right? If that's okay. So, but what I also wanted to say is. I really, really think. If somebody's thinking about starting a business or they're new in business, they really need to prioritize, set money aside and time aside for their well-being first. I really think that needs to come first because if you ignore your well-being, okay, and just go hell for another in your business, you're going to burn out a lot quicker than somebody who has been looking after themselves from the get-go. And the chances are, that when you do break, you're you're probably going to have to retreat for a bit longer than somebody who has to look after themselves. The knock-on effect of that is that your brain is going to use that evidence that you're that you're that you're, you're no good and that you're a failure and that you're not enough and that you're you had notions to think you could do this in the first place. Like it'll end up becoming that kind of a thing in her head. And I'm saying this from my own experience, like personal experience, but also what I'm seeing with women as well. Do you know what I mean? In my sessions. So I know I've said a lot there and it hasn't been super positive, but it is the reality of it. You can't ignore your well-being. No, I'm not going to spend money on the therapist. I'm actually going to pay for another really cheap well-being course because that's going to put a plaster on it totally no, agree please. I
2: think like we were even talking about this recently like some of the best investments I've made in my business is recently I've started doing something called EFT tapping oh yeah and, like oh my god life changing and it's I have went through so many things where I'm like why am I feeling blocked about this and I'll work through it with the tapping and things that come up and I'll be like oh my god it's because like I was afraid to use my voice in previous situations I would have been mm-hmm. in and that's why I feel afraid to be myself and vulnerable and come on and I worked through that and now I feel so much lighter and I'll always say people it's like you can learn all of the strategies and all the strategies that that's a word I don't like either but it's like yeah, you no. can you can learn all of these things but unless your well-being and your mental health and all of those other parts of you because we're so complicated you know mm-hmm. we're not just our businesses it's everything coming together really isn't
0: it and like I was literally when you were talking there Jennifer I was like yes but every time you're saying that, Jennifer, you all probably know him, but Stephen Bartlett, I think it is. I read his book and I love, there's a part that he says there and I'm definitely going to say the quote so wrong, but it's about patience and it's about being nearly patient within your business. Because for instance, if you like plant a flower or something, you can't just dig it up the next day. You're, you're not going to grow is the thing. And business and life isn't linear. Like there are ups and there are downs and there are highs and there are lows. And I think, Three of us probably completely understand this. And I love, Jennifer, the part that you said as well about you needing to look after your mindset within your business. Because I feel like, now you can both totally go against me on this opinion here, but I feel like there's even a lot of, say, coaches out there, business coaches and stuff, who are very much like like what you were saying, Jennifer. It's like, show up, post on your stories 24-7. But then you're not actually looking at your mindset side and then you're not in harmony and I even realize myself, if I don't look after my mindset, I slack on my business because I'm literally yeah. just like, I don't want to do it anymore because I get stressed mm-hmm. out. And then I feel, oh God, this really gone off topic now. But me and Katie have this conversation so much because then we nearly compare ourselves to other business owners who may actually have been in business for the last five years, whereas we might only have been doing this for two for two years. So we're judging our growth off their growth. And I feel like we've talked to a lot of people in business who actually go through this as well, because they're like, why aren't I hitting that person's goal? No, it makes complete sense. And do you know what? Another thing that really
1: gives me just really annoys me, because I just think it's feeding into comparison mode. Is this K, XK, XK, XK. All the time. Now, OK, <laughs> I have to take a breath here.
0: We're like, we're literally like, oh my God, I hit 10K. I hit 25K. I'm like, let me just start by saying this, right?
1: okay to the lot of them, I'm not going to talk yep. about why it is because I, because it, because I'm just not, do you know what I mean? It's not important, right? But the problem I have with this is it's like what I was saying about the boundaries. What does success look like for me? What does financial freedom look like for me? What would make me happy in my business? So for somebody, they might need to hit 10K months because they might be the sole earner. And they have XYZ, do you know what I mean, to pay out. They might need that. Another person, they might, they might be making 3K months or 2K months. And that's amazing for them because they're not the main earner. And maybe it's a side hustle or maybe it's a labor of love. And they're thrilled that they're able to make that kind of money. Do you know what I mean? So it's so It's, it's homogenous, you know, This like 10K, 5K, 100K, a squillion K, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's meaningless because it's not personal. It's almost nobody else's business. Like who gives a shit what somebody else is earning? I could see someone going on about 10K. I had the best 10K month ever. And I could be thinking, well, sure, I do that every month. Sure, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, do you know that? No, I don't. But you know what I mean? The point is, it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But I remember seeing somebody posting about having their best quarter yet. And then three months later, they talked about how burnt out they were. And I kind of thought people had probably forgotten their earlier post about the best quarter ever, right? But I had remembered it. And I remember thinking how sad it was. Because what good is a best quarter yet we ended up probably being burnt out for the following two months after that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of makes you really quantify things, you know? And it's just again about, I think anyone who's following people who go on about, you know, do this, do that, nobody has any business telling you what to do. Like, I never, ever, ever tell my clients what you should do. I don't use that word should. And actually, when clients come to me having been to other therapists, different types of therapists, and they've been told things, it really infuriates me because nobody has any business to tell you what to do. Because if someone's telling you what to do, and I, I'm talking about this in a coaching capacity now. Do you know what I mean? Not in other capacities. The answers are within people. Like when I work with someone, the answers are in them. My only thing is to listen and to ask the right questions to unearth that information. But it's in them. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I don't know where I went with that curve. I can't even remember the yeah, question. I totally, yeah, no, you're so right
2: there. And it's it's interesting. I even think back to like when I was a nurse, like it's when you tell someone to do something, they never do it anyway. Like, so it's like, it's about actually, you know, bringing that answer from outside them and finding out what it is. Like, it's interesting, like with, with my VA students and stuff as well, like you're kind of like, okay, well, what are your goals? Um, and they're like, oh, to leave my job in six months. And why do you want to leave your job? And when you actually dig deeper, you realize what their actual desires are behind all of that. Like someone could come and say, yeah, I do want those 5K months. I do want those 10K months. But why? And when you dig actually deeper, you realize that maybe that's not actually what they they really want, you know, behind it all. So it's so interesting, but it's definitely something I think that we're being oversaturated with by the moment. Yeah. At the moment um, on social media. Yeah. Everyone's seen it everywhere.
1: And I and I think for anyone who's like, you know, in business, I would just either unfollow or mute those people immediately. Like, do you go down and do like a ruthless cleanse of your follow- do you know what I mean? Like just bomb unfollow, unfollow, unfollow or if you can't unfollow them, Like mute them. Do you know what I mean? Because it just fuels comparison. And comparison is so horrible. And yes. you could have the best month of your business. And feel so happy because you got some really gorgeous like feedback from clients and you could go onto Instagram and see some idiots talking about their squilling K month and it will ruin how you felt about your business. It'll, you, your happiness will be evaporated because you just see what somebody else has done. Do you know what I mean? So it's such, a, like it's, my aunt just said, it's a tea for joy. Like it really is. Comparison is, it is the tea for joy.
0: Yeah. Truly. And then I think the other thing is nearly our brains and it brings it back to mindset as well. But we always strive for success. So when we hit one goal, we're like, okay, cool, I've hit that, but what's the next goal? Whether it is earning 5K, 10K, absolutely amazing. Or whether I have one client, cool, now I want five clients. Now I have five clients, now I want 10 clients. But when we first started, like when I first started, I was like, oh my God if I can make like 250 euro I'm going to be buzzed and then I hit that and then I was like now I'm going to hit a house in New York what's my next goal yeah and I nearly and I think I actually posted it on my page a, a while ago but it was like when did striving for success actually take away our happiness of the goal that we just hit or mm-hmm. like the target yeah. that we just got and mm-hmm. it's nearly god I feel like I'm bringing this podcast down now but it's like no it's- it's nearly a sad thing. It's like we strive so much for that success. I think this actually nearly brings up another good question. Is that how do you put in the boundary from striving for success and to hit the mm-hmm. next goal mm-hmm. and your mindset? Like, how do you actually... You're actually totally hitting
1: nerve at me now because I was only saying this to somebody last week on another podcast because she was asking me my story and I, and I was telling her and I kind of went, holy shit... That is bloody amazing. I don't think I've actually taken the time to look at where I was, say, five years ago and where I am now. And I was saying to her, I was saying, like, Claudia, I need to, like, book myself into a hotel on my own for 24 hours and, like, with just a pen and paper, you know, and not bring my phone and just, like, literally just kind of walk, have a glass of wine, reflect, journal. Because I don't think I've actually taken the time to reflect. And like you were saying, Imelda, Like I've hit some goals recently. Do you know what? Even that word just sounds like in my mouth. It does. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But I've had some like my best month say, do you know, in business. And I say that not, not, not just financially, but just opportunities and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And ease, you know, that ease with bookings and stuff. But I don't think I actually stopped to really think about it. I think I was thinking of the next thing. But that's why conversation is so magic.
2: It really, really is. And I think as well, like it's, it's important what you were saying there about kind of like taking stock of that and celebrating your wins. Cause like you were saying Imelda, like that kind of treadmill of life, like I think it's called the hedonic treadmill or something that you are always like chasing the next goal, the next thing. And it's like, so what, when, when do you actually stop? Like when, like if you hit those, let's put it out there, maybe six figure years, or if you hit the X amount of clients, it's like, when do you actually stop? And like, it's like, it's, I'll be happy when I do this or when I get this, when I get this instead of actually enjoying the journey of it. And Mm -hmm. that's why I say to people like being a business owner is literally a journey. Like there's no end goal, like as in it's a journey, it's a whole entire process in itself and something that actually I'd love your thoughts on Jennifer would actually Mm -hmm. be, I hear this quote sometimes and I actually took it into my own business is that about failure, like not seeing something as a failure and like kind of, I suppose, accepting failure as part of the process. And I really kind of actually think that that for me was a huge thing. And it made me like fearless in decisions uh, in my business. So I was like, I'll just do this. It feels good because if it fails, what if, what if it was a learning instead of being like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to launch this or I'm not going to reach out to that client because I'm scared if they say no. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it, it kind of changed your mindset to see failure as more of a um, uh, just not seeing it. like not even, even that word failure. I don't like, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. something.
1: You know, I don't. I don't believe in failure at all. Yeah, I just don't. I think. I think there's. I think there's. I think there's a lesson in everything that you do. And I actually am really grateful. Like I actually said this to, to Sandra Hayes Buckley there recently. Do you know Sandra from Rainbow Crescent? I was actually saying to her on her podcast ago, months ago. I'm actually really grateful for the fact that I got postnatal depression, and I think. You know, for some people, getting a mental health thing, postnatal, could be seen as their greatest failure. You know, that shame, the failure that they got it, that they, you know what I mean? But I'm actually really glad because it completely changed my life. I would not be where I am today without it, even though at the time I was not in the mood to be learning that But I learned a lot about, about boundaries and about people and about relationships and kind of self-love and self-care and all of that kind of jazz. Do you know what I mean? And it's really why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Otherwise, I think I'd still be teaching. So I don't believe in failure. I think you do something and and you learn something. And if it goes one way, then great. And if it goes another way, then even better. Because you realize, well, I'm really glad I did that, even though it felt really uncomfortable. And I made it, you know, a pig's arse at that pitch or whatever it is. But it just goes to show that I can do hard things and I am really courageous. And that was the first time and it's going to be easier from that day forth. Do you know what I mean? But it's really just evident that oh,
0: I can do hard stuff. I can do with Like I do anything think failure is a good thing because if you mm-hmm. fail and fail fast, you learn from it though is the thing. I'd rather fail at something a hundred times over Instead of not trying it, I would rather try it, fail a hundred times and then get it on the next go. Because my whole thing that I tell myself all the time and my clients and everybody, it's that if you fail, you can just redirect. It didn't work out that way. Find another route. And that's the Mm -hmm. best part of it. And that's Mm -hmm. like the most exciting part of business. It's like you do something. If it doesn't work, that's okay. And there's so many more avenues that you can go down and so many other routes that you can take. Every time you try something... Um and you fail,
1: you know, so to speak. Yeah, kind of get to evaluate. Well, what was on unco- what was comfortable about that, and what was uncomfortable. And I actually really enjoyed this element of things. And I thought I would like, you know, like you girls say, do the the podcast, for example. Like, you know, you might like Imelda might have gone into it saying, oh, I think I'd be like I'd really love to do the editing, and you, Katie, said, oh, I'm gonna do the presenting. And then Imelda did the presenting by accident on the first night and realized, Katie, I actually love this. Can I do this part of it? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you think you might like something about a situation. And then when you're in it, you're like, I actually really loved this, this thing. Yeah, I think I'd like to do that. So there's new opportunities are born from it. You know what I mean? So there's just no such thing as failure. It's just not, you know, because there's learning in everything. Oh, oh, Oh,
2: you hit the nail on the head here. I think, I think, you know what, a lot of people listen will really relate to that as well, because a lot of people listen, I know, are either starting their own businesses, have started, or are, as our podcast goes, doing things that's on the other side of fear. So that's definitely something that I think people, you know, failure shouldn't, failure is part of the process. That word itself, even we don't like, but, you know, it's just about kind of going with it and learning on the journey. And like what you said, it took you like a difficult moment in your life to to do it. And the same with me as well, like my diagnosis and stuff. It was that that took me to, to led me to this business. So I think, yeah, like, don't be afraid of failure, guys. I think that's a key message for for
1: this episode, isn't it? <laughs> but add one tiny thing and say, like, give yourself the permission to fail. Give yourself the permission to make make mistakes. And don't make that mean anything about you. So if if and when you do fear, don't make that mean that you're stupid or foolish or you know impossible to deal with or you can't do anything. Like don't make it mean more than it is. Just deal with the fact of it. That didn't work out the way I went went about it. How can I do it differently the next time? And stop your mind there. Don't let it spiral into assuming that you're. To have notions that you've no business doing that or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, don't even go there. Love that.
0: Love all of it. Love this entire conversation between us. <laughs> I'm like, this is just the best. It's so lovely. Well, thank you,
1: Jennifer. I
2: think we could probably end up talking for the whole really? night here, but <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. And Jennifer, if you want to just kind of let people know, I suppose, where they can find you as well, if they want to yeah. reach out to you or bend your content <laughs> like we have. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no bother. I suppose there's a couple of places. So there's my website wellbeingwarrior.ie and there's a couple of really, really good blogs on that actually. Um, cause I've been getting a lot of questions from people lately about like, what's the difference between coaching and, and, um, sorry, counseling and life coaching. So there's a couple of really good blogs on the website just to kind of have a read through. And then of course on Instagram, you know, at wellbeingwarrior.ie, there's loads of, super amazing content on my grid and stories and highlights that you can just kind of do a Netflix binge on as you say Katie um and just kind of you know see what really resonates and I think the best thing to do is to if you're feeling any pull towards me and you'd like to know more about my one-to-one program just drop me a dm and just say well hey how are you and and, and we can and we can have a conversation you know I mean, I'm fully booked right now, but I am taking people on to start with me at the end of September. So if you're feeling that kind of intuitive pull, don't procrastinate and just get in contact with me. Just drop me an email even if you want. If social media is not your thing so much and you can just email me um it's jennifer at wellbeingwarrior.ie
2: and it's so much it's just an amazing conversation i'm so thrilled to have you on
0: thanks so much for listening guys um and as we said make sure to follow myself and katie on instagram as well as jennifer and uh, yeah we're really excited to get to chat to you all on the next podcast bye for now